In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the everyone and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, my co-host, the blonde bombshell, the, I don't know, the, what, what are you, uh, a lover of tombstones, what do they call that? <laughs> a taffophile. Cat file. It sounds like you're getting emails from the hell there. What's going on? It's not me. Really? Yeah, I don't know who it is. Mm. Nobody loves me. Nobody's emailing. <laughs> Oop. Very strange. Mm. Did you hear the voice of God there? I think I did. I, if that's God, I'm a little frightened. But anyways. Yeah, I just I, Trust me, I've heard him before. I know. <laughs> So awesome. what, have you, what have you been up to? I mean, uh, I know you went, it was your birthday, right? Yes, it was. It was yeah. this past weekend. Another 29 years down the tube, so. I know. Oh, my but God. Any, 29 again. Um, and get this. You yeah. spent it doing what? I spent my birthday weekend um, touring three different cemeteries. Okay. How sick is that? It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I had yeah. the best weekend. Your I... husband's a freaking saint, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there no. was sex involved, forget it. I would <laughs> not go to a cemetery on my birthday. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, it wasn't his birthday. It was my birthday. Was my oh, birthday. that's true. Yeah, so, okay. now here's the deal, right? Okay, so, listen. And he did remind me of this frequently throughout the weekend. I'm sure he did. He said... As he sat in the car, especially at Forest Hill Cemetery in Jamaica Plain, which is humongous. I mean, it just goes on forever. Really? He kept looking at me and saying, just remember, when my birthday comes up, how much time I spent doing whatever you wanted to do. Oh, boy. <laughs> so. <laughs> that could be uh, dangerous. I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. It's definitely going to be a payback. But um, uh, yeah. you know what? It's worth it because I saw all these fabulous cemeteries, and they were just incredible. And I have awesome pictures uh, on cemetery tripping, if anybody wants to go and look at them. I have two of three cemeteries posted so far. So and, where, where uh, is this cemetery tripping thing? Cemetery tripping on Facebook. Okay. So, if you just so, do, so all right, for, let's start right off the bat. Yes. We have a Facebook page now, Ghost Chronicles the Next Generation, right? Yes, we do. And to get to it, you have to like it. Or if you don't like it, just say you like it. <laughs> right, either way, like it. 
Right, and then you can go to it. Yes. Whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. Okay. (laughs) But we'd like you to like it. Um, Yes, we have Ghost Chronicles, and there is a link on the Ghost Chronicles page for cemetery tripping. There you go. So, um, and the NEGP page too, right? Uh, yes, yes. It is. Yeah, New England Ghost Project. There is a link on there for that. Really? There, there I is. Will check this out. Come on. Do you think I'd put up a page and not not link us? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, anyways, we were supposed to have uh, Mr. Mike Markwitz on the show today, who is a good friend of. Both of us, I guess. I guess yes. he's a good friend of mine now, right? I've known him for quite a while. Yes, I think you qualify as a good friend. Okay, I hope there you so. Go. And he's a little bit under the weather, so yeah. we've been wanting to do another show on uh, um, Ghost Hunter Spotlight, and you volunteered to <laughs> yes. spotlight some ghost hunters for us. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Okay. I did. So, Right now, we've got to run an episode of Beyond Bizarre, and after we do that, we'll come back and talk to some ghost hunters, I guess. All right, awesome. Florida's female serial killer. Eileen Wernos had a textbook serial killer childhood. Her father died in prison, and her 15-year-old mother abandoned her to her grandparents when she was just an infant. Warnos had a baby herself at the age of 14. When her grandmother passed away and her hard-drinking grandfather started beating her and her brother, she left home, taking to the road and supporting herself as a prostitute. Warnos collected arrests for crimes such as driving drunk, assault, and passing bad checks, and she was known under a variety of different aliases. Her rough-and-tumble life was briefly brightened when she met Taria Moore, a hotel maid at a gay bar in Daytona, Florida. The couple moved in together, and Warno supported them by turning tricks. Things started to fall apart in the late 1980s when Moore's alcohol addiction got the best of her, and Warno met Richard Mallory, a trash-talking ex-con man who picked her up off the highway. According to Warnos, she was sitting in Mallory's car, listening to him rant about women and rape and killing, and she snapped, pulling out the 22 caliber gun she kept in her purse and shooting him three times. His body was found decomposing days later off the side of the highway. After that incident, the bodies of several more men began cropping up around the same area. Meanwhile, Warnos started bringing home extravagant trinkets and more pretended not to wonder why her partner could suddenly pay the rent again. The jig was finally up in June 1990 when Warnos and Moore were found driving the car of a man who went missing days earlier. Florida police chased the women for several days and finally apprehended Warnos in a bar. She was convicted of six counts of murder and sentenced to death, which she did by lethal injection in 2002. Another terrifying tale from Varla Ventura's Book of the Bazaar, available now wherever books are sold. No, I think that guy had it coming, though. Yeah, you know, I was thinking that the same thing, too. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's all his yeah. fault. He set her off. Yeah. Right? But, yeah. Next 20, though, I don't think uh, you can <laughs> yeah. blame him for it. Uh, yeah. 
is on a roll, so, you know, what the heck. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, Ian. Uh, yes, Ron. The, the uh, what is this, the Ghost Hunter Spotlight. So, what Ghost Hunters are we spotlighting? We are talking this evening with Colleen Beltramini from Nightwalkers Paranormal. Ooh, I like that name. I know. Isn't that great? She's very creative. She she um, is a new team that she's recently formed. And also John Brightman, who is from New England Paranormal Research, who really? also works with Colleen. So we have two groups and two yes. people. We do. Wow. We do. I hope they're both out there. Okay. <laughs> Guys, you there? Yeah. yeah Hi. Oh. That was like a bad, bad speaker. Uh, uh oh. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles, and who is talking now? Colleen, Somebody. you go first. <laughs> okay. Hey, what's up? <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, I just got in from parent teacher conference, came flying through the door, and jumped on the phone. <laughs> I thought so. They were saying that they went right to voicemail. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, teacher yeah, ran I, over. Well, let me ask you this, Colleen. What's more scary, going to a parent-teacher conference or ghost hunting? Oh, parent-teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the ghosties. It's, it, sometimes it's the schoolwork that I get scared of. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and also with us now is John, too. John, you still there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, and you're with NEPR? Yes, New England Paranormal Research. Right. Research. I'm sorry. I said resource. I meant resource. <laughs> it's always by acronym anyways. Yes. Well, it's great to have you both here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Oh, you're welcome. And so let me get this. You, you both are in different groups, yet you work together as well. Yes. Oh, that's kind of cool. I'll let you take that, John. <laughs> I, John, you can fa- speak. Okay. We founded our group, um, New England Paranormal Research, about a year ago, and a little over a year ago now. And I've known Colleen throughout the year, and I was looking for some assistant investigators who have had experience. Colleen came around. It was a great match for us, you know. It just worked out very well, so we decided to ask her to come on and help us out as part of our group. And she also runs her own group that, you know, she formed. So it's just it's a win-win for both of us, actually. That's very so, good. So, Go Colleen's group, how, how long have you, has your group been together? Uh, we formed actually just the end of August. Oh, that's really young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, and it's infancy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but I was in a I was in a group, a former group um, from the Cape area two years prior to that. I was a director and investigator over there too. Okay, and what group was that? Um, a group on Cape. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go. Back to the drama in the uh, paranormal. Oh, God. There's always drama, Ron. What, what the hell? What, what's up yeah. with that? Just yeah. one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just can't get away from it. You, you, you know try what I to. I think there's too many women in the paranormal. I think that's the problem. Uh-oh. Oh, no, I don't think so. I think... If, Sometimes it's a, it's a big melting pot of just different emotions that are crazy. It's out of control sometimes, but what are you going to do? <laughs> Don't even go down that path, Ron. 
I know, girl. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm no. Just, no, we love what we do, and uh, <laughs> we hope to do much more of it. <laughs> so, so what what have you been doing lately, Colleen? What what um can you talk about any of your recent investigations? Um yeah, I'm still feeling jet lagged from the last one. Uh, <laughs> and I'll let John take it since it was with his group. So go ahead, John. Great. Um we actually we just did the Strand Theater in Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, um, nice. Uh it's been around since I believe it was nineteen twenty six. Seven twenty-eight. It's been around. It's been everything from a Bonneville theater to an actual um, theater where the Mox Brothers and actual Houdini was there back in you know the forties and the thirties. Um, so I mean, it's, it's been around for a long time. Now it's just a music theater that people go. There's dance clubs certain nights. Certain nights they have concerts. But uh, a lot of history behind it. Um, a woman was shot in the thirties. Uh, her husband, she's cheating on her husband. She came in, and her husband walked in with a shotgun and blew her and uh, wife, you know, the mistress away. Uh-oh. Uh, there was a fire in the 50s or 60s, I believe, that killed about 14 to 15 people, um, some from jumping over the balcony and dying, and mm-hmm. some from burning in the fire. And then uh, nine young kids, uh, obviously teenagers, were there in the uh, mid-'80s. And there was a small electrical fire backstage when the fire department came to put it out. The basement as it is, and Colleen will attest to this, she saw it, it floods to begin with. I mean, we were down there just the other night, and there was probably an inch to two inches of rain down there to begin with. Um, so yeah. it, it walked down there, I guess, thinking it was an exit door. Somehow it locked behind them. They got trapped down there, and they ended up drowning when it flooded from the fire department. Oh, my God. So wow. they said, been a lot of weird things that have happened there, a lot of deaths that have happened there. So I actually happen to know the owner of the place. He asked us to come in and check it out, and we've been there twice now. Um, some really good things happened. Uh, we're waiting to see what else we can come up with. I mean, it's not going to be a first or second time assumption. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Um, I believe it is, but we're going to wait and see and do it a few more times and then really say, you know what, it's one of the best places in Rhode Island, or it's not. Wow. I think it has. A, I think it has a lot to do with too. You know, a lot of people say high EMF fields can interact with people and give people a fe- feeling of nausea or things like that. You know, uncomfortable, delusional. I also feel that sometimes usually, can't... usually listen to me does the same thing. Well, I. <laughs> They get delusional when they listen to him. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. I, I think I think a high EMF field can also work the opposite way. I think a high EMF field can actually bring things out mm. and make things make spirits interact with you. And well, a good thing that has that's there is half the city of Providence is powered by giant. I guess you'd call them generators or switch boxes that are underneath this one building. Oh my God. City. I mean, you go over there with an EMF detector, you're spiking over 100. <laughs> so, crazy. yeah, so I, I really think that that might have a little something to do with it in both aspects, but I really think it could possibly bring things out and make things happen, too. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting because uh, don't they have uh, EMF generators on the market now that they, they use in ghost hunting? I believe they do. I personally don't have one, but I believe they do have them, yes. They're just basically EMF pumps, they call them, or 
EMF generators. They have a couple different names for them. And that's why after seeing that and, and listening to a couple other people talk about it, I really think that that could be a possibility to make things happen. I, I think so, too. We, we, you know, we really don't know everything. That's, that's the deal. And, and it's good to have people that are doing, you know, thinking outside the box and trying to, uh, you know, look at things a little differently. Right. I, I, I see a lot of people that go just by, unfortunately, what the TV shows, what you see on the TV show, they think, oh, that's the only way that you can do it, and they don't think outside the box. And unfortunately, you have to be able to think outside the box because if not, everybody's going to do the same thing, and we'll never find anything out. Right. That's true. Absolutely right. true. You have to delve a little deeper. You have to look in a lot of areas. You have to trust your own failings and abilities, too. Sometimes it's not always just a piece of equipment in your hand. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with that. All right. So speaking about equipment, uh, I assume both of you use the standard EMF meter, digital recorders, all that photograph and stuff. But do you guys use any of the old uh, methods too, like for instance, dowsing or or uh, Ouija boards or any of that stuff? Uh, my previous group um, used both. They used uh, Ouija board and dowsing rods. And I have a girl in my um, team at Nightwalkers that actually, yeah, she does use the dowsing rods. Mm-hmm. And that. As for us, no, we don't. We don't um, use the Ouija board just because. If for some reason I don't have trust in it, I don't think it's real. But if for some reason it was, I don't want to see anything happen to anybody in my group that doesn't know how to use it right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's it's good responsibility as a, as a leader. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah, well, my biggest thing is being able to, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I've had things follow me home, and I know that for a fact because of what goes on in my house. Um, and I don't want to see that happen to anybody in my group or have anything serious happen to somebody in my group. Mm-hmm. So. Now, it's very real. Do you, when you go out in the field, I mean, everybody has their own little, um, you know, protective rituals or whatever, and I mean, Ron's got the the magic. Uh, what have you got? The mix. <laughs> special blend. The special blend. Oh, special blend. Holy Ron's water, liquid the... sage, and Jack Jack Daniels. Yes, yeah, that's, right. That's it. That's that's there his you go. Blend. That's a special actually, blend. You know, what do you have? I actually I I wear a Saint Michael medallion necklace, and I usually will say the prayer to my. In my team, we say the prayer before, and we have a closing prayer at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, some people use the prayers. Some people don't, but um, with Nightwalkers, we're very faithful to that. We believe in the St. Michael's Prayer, so we do say it. We do, too. What about you, John? Um, we don't. I leave that up to each person individually um, to say if they want to say something for themselves, like to protect themselves. Sometimes I think we should, but I'm also, again, a little superstitious. I've been very lucky with the places that we go to get great evidence. And I'm afraid that they're attracted to me, possibly because I don't say a prayer. <laughs> so I'm thinking that maybe if I do, then we wouldn't get great evidence anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me get this. You've made a pact with the devil then, evidently, right? Is that what you try to tell me? <laughs> maybe. That, that could be it. That could be it. Maybe you should paint a target on your back, too. <laughs> <laughs> Maureen would say that. <laughs> <laughs> 
So let me ask you this. Uh, let's start with um, uh, Colleen. Uh, what drew you to the paranormal, and what made you want to start a group or be in a group? Um, probably when I was five and I started to see and hear things that people didn't see and hear. And all through my life, it seemed no matter where I was, Whatever forces, being spirits, ghosts, whatever you want to call it, seemed to be attracted and tried to get my attention, whether it be whistling, talking, speaking, moving things. And it happened in several locations and several places through my whole lifetime. Finally, I just kind of accepted it. And I was always that gawky teenager that didn't read the teen beat magazines. I was reading all the ghost stories. So when I saw Taps, I have to say, for the first time come out, I thought, oh, my God, people really do this. And from there, I just snowballed right into investigating. And then I just uh, decided I could do my own thing and started my own team, and here I am. Cool. Ah. Now, what about you, John? Um, we just had some weird things. I moved in with my girlfriend, had some weird things going on around the house. I wasn't too sure of what it was. We were hearing what sounded like doors opening, shutting, um, things along that nature. Every once in a while, a little bang here or there. So I called in who's my co-founder in the chat room, Jeff. I called him up, um, asked him if he'd come over, because he'd been into this a little bit longer, obviously, than I had. And he came over with some basic stuff. We did a little home investigation, I guess you'd call it. And with the two EVPs that we got that night, I I was shocked, you know, um, and we ended up uh, starting to talk about it more and more, and it's something that he was passionate about. I really wanted to learn more and know more about. So we started the group up, and it's just taken off from there. Um, I mean, we, we do a lot in the Freetown State Forest. We've been to Paul Dever State Hospital in Taunton. We've traveled quite a bit to father locations, asking, you know, them coming to ask us to come down and help out and do uh, different events. So it's been really good. Um, you know, we've just... It, it, I think it was maybe uh, a blessing in disguise that it happened because it, it's uh, become very fun for me, and, and I enjoy it very much. Well, that's the def- that's the name of the game. I think that we all just it's it's like some people are thrill seekers, and I guess in in somewhat this is our form of thrill seeking, and you know that's a, you know we wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun, so. Definitely. Yeah, it has to be something that keeps your interest, too. I mean, every location is like a new package to me. As we've discussed before, it's like Halloween's my big thing. I don't... I'm not a big Christmas person. So, (laughs) you you know what I mean? So, like, every location's like a new present to me. And I can't Mm -hmm. wait to open it and get in and and do what I do. So... Yeah. 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 Great analogy. Great. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. <laughs> Ooh, what's going to be in here? Ooh, I, I know, wait. and people, some people are like, oh, you do cemeteries? I'm like, and why wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's all different locations, all different places, and then you get to meet really cool people, and, and you get to go to places that you might not be able to go. And um, I have a sub-team from Dublin, Ireland right now, and I talk to them often, and I believe I'm going to be traveling over there maybe... I think next spring, summer, and do some castles. So, I mean, why uh, not? This is great. You know? Uh, that would be amazing. I would yeah. love to do a castle. 
and I'm very excited about it. Very that's, excited. That's great. What's the um, what's the sub team, Colleen? Can you tell? They me? are ECPI. They're East Coast Paranormal Investigators out of Dublin, Ireland. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nice. Yeah. If you go on the Nightwalkers website, you'll see them under the team page. Um, they're on there, and they're pretty good. But I mean, hooking up with John and, and Jeff and their team. What a great bunch of people. Um, very knowledgeable, great team, a lot of adventure, a lot of work. Um, but, you know, I, I love it. So and, and I'm and grateful. Before you go, I mean, why don't you get your websites out there before we forget, because sometimes we do that because I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah, you are. John, you can take it. <laughs> um, our website's neparanormalresearch.com. And you can go on there, see what we've been up to. We put a lot of photos up, uh, places that we can, obviously. It's more of the, I shouldn't say open to the public, but places that public could absolutely go to for different events or things like that. Um, we do historical hauntings of things in New England that you can go visit on your own or just information that some people would like to know. And obviously events that we're going to be at or that we're hosting ourselves coming up. So you can check us out there at anyparanormalresearch.com. Mm-hmm. Are you on Facebook? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> okay. uh, the Facebook just be under Any Paranormal Research, or you could look under my name also, John Brighton. Excellent. Excellent. And what about, what about Night Stalkers? Yep. Um, what? Website is com. Um, we are on Facebook under Nightwalkers Paranormal. We are on uh, MySpace, Nightwalkers Paranormal. Um, so if you go through the, I believe, the Facebook account or the website, you can click on the right-hand sidebar and access any of the other websites and hookups that we're part of. Um, and we've been successful to be able to do interviews with some celebrities and talk to people. And so it's really fun. There's games, the website. It's pretty big. Actually, both websites are really up-to-date and current, and there's so much going on that you got to check them out, guys, because there's a lot of cool stuff coming down the pike, and uh, we hope that we can get it all out to everybody so that they can see where we are and what we're doing because we've been really busy, so check it out. Yes, you have. <laughs> and actually, what you guys should do is you definitely should contact uh, my webmaster on the, from the website, the Any Ghost Project site, and... Uh, we should do a, a link exchange because uh, it's all about uh, networking. But right now Absolutely. we have to take a break. So uh, you want to hold on uh, for, for a thing, and we'll come back in a little bit. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Anne Kerrigan and the late, great Ron Cole. And we'll be right back after the following messages on Tojanet, Ghost Channel, and beyond. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. The American Rock and Roll Countdown with Alex Price. Now this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official classic hits countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Kirk Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Were you calling yourself or were you, what was the end? What? You said and, welcome back. What does I that said and, 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 Okay, fine. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Colleen and uh, John, can you guys hang on for a little bit? Or? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, because we actually sure had, we had uh, Mike uh, Marquez, who was supposed to be on earlier on this show, actually has a question for you, and he was asking about the uh, uh, EVPs, if you caught me in Rhode Island, and he was interested in them because that's what Mike does, EVP. Yeah, I actually I actually met Mike uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was down in Wareham with uh, some fellow investigators, and he was down there speaking. And I got to meet him, and very nice guy. We did get a couple of things that we actually, Colleen actually heard some of it too um, in person. Where we had the DVR system, the main station set up to watch the DVR she heard it first, and then when I came, it was my turn to sit there and watch. I actually, you know, she had her recorder going there at the station, so did I. I actually played mine back instantly just to see if I did hear what I thought. It sounded like a loud, a loud bang with a growl right after it, and I wasn't too sure, so I, I replayed it, and you can somewhat hear it. We haven't, I've been watching, geez, I, I'd have to say probably 20 hours of video last night I went through, and I still have to so. But um, so I'm going to get to the EVPs. The the record is next. Um, so hopefully we'll have some good good uh, EVPs out of there, and hopefully I can edit that one just a little bit to bring it up, so it's more at a tone everybody can hear because it was a little faint. But um, hopefully it was a good one, and we can get something from it. That's right. Yeah, we actually heard stuff um, in the lobby there where we were set up. I actually heard a man clear his throat, and I assumed it was one of the people on the team because it was like right in my face. I actually looked up from the DVR system expecting to see one of the team in front of me and there was no one there. Mm. So I, I know we had to have picked up some good stuff. I'm just hoping now, that we can uh, bring it forward. Now, where we were set up with the DVR system, there was a set of stairs to our left. That is supposedly the set of stairs where the woman and her boyfriend were shot and laid there dead until the cops came. Um, was right to the left of us. Is, so, is it a possibility? Absolutely. I mean, who knows? Could it have been the guy that got shot and he was clearing his throat? Who knows? We don't. But hopefully, you know, we got it on recorder and we can hear it. Right, right. 
But, but that would be an, would not be an EVP. That would actually be a clear uh, an audio or a disembodied voice rather than an EVP. Yep. Right. Well, if you if you heard it with your ears, yeah. But uh, I'm just want the backup. Hopefully, the the recorder was running when I heard that. Right. So I just want to be able to rerun that back and and see if I picked up what I actually heard. Yeah, to see if it catches on. A lot of people, which is kind of my pet peeve, that they they throw that word EVP around uh, pretty loosely for uh, other audio uh, phenomena, and uh, uh, it's it just you know irritates me basically. <laughs> but what does? <laughs> I think we hit a pet peeve. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It could be. Yeah, it could be. Bit. Love but that, but that. you know the interesting thing is is we we did the haunted Victorian up in Gardner uh, a couple of weeks ago actually we did a, a ghost hunt there on uh, uh, Saturday night but uh, we were in one of the rooms uh, the bedroom and the, one of the guys that was in the house actually spontaneously combusted and he was a heavy drinker and this other stuff so we had a glow in the dark uh, Ouija board planchette we had put down and we put a shot of whiskey on it and it was good Jack Daniels by the way. And uh, and actually, it was uh, talking to the spirit, and I says, you know, this is really the good stuff, not that rock that you used to drink. And uh, it was very different. You could smell it. I said, can't you smell it? And I says, wouldn't you like to taste it? And then we all heard, yes, very faintly coming from the uh, the hall. And of course, yeah, you did. Yeah, we were all in the room, so there was <laughs> no one else in the house. So, and we did catch that on another recorder. So that's kind of oh. cool stuff. Those are the those are the things you like to catch. That is a great lure, right? Put out the thing they like best. Put out the jack. Right? Oh, God. Amen, sister. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool when you can get the same response. Okay, John, I know you're trying to say something here, but it's hard to get by these women. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. Oh, go ahead. All right. Um, we actually got something like that down in Fort Mifflin when we were just there uh, a couple weeks ago. We got an actual uh, voice that you could hear say, go away. Um, with a group that was working down there, Prison, Maryland, we were in one of the casemates. Actually, the casemate that you can see on the TV show, Ghost Hunters, when they do it, they, uh, we were in that casemate, and you could hear the voice say, go away, on recorder. Mm. So it, it was pretty cool to hear it you know, on there and have that to back up besides the two or three people that were saying they heard it, which I didn't. So I was like, yeah, okay, hopefully we got something. And when I actually came back to listen to it, it was really good to hear that we got it in, on recorder, too. That's actually awesome. That's, I mean, that's the thing you strive for. Um, when the first time I met uh, Ann and uh, Mike Markowitz, uh, they, we went to Fort Revere, and uh, I was totally blown away by uh, Mike set up and all the stuff he carries and everything is an unreal uh no little recorder for him but anyway <laughs> um I, I did catch a, an interesting evt in one of the casements I, i'd be damned if i can remember what it said because it's been so many investigations but i remember it was it was a the first time that i really had a, a long evp which is you know usually they're one or two words and so forth but this was uh you know probably like five or six words and i, and I was uh Really, I, I figured out because I was hanging around with Ann and, my, and Mike, and you know that's what happened. They just very talkative around them. <laughs> We're just magnets. <laughs> We're magnets for those talky, yeah. chatty spirits. <laughs> oh, lucky you! <laughs> and it was funny at Fort Revere because I think um, 
Mike had hauled in this humongous, we had, of course, there's no, there's no electricity there. It's a, you know, old fort. And uh, he hauled down this big old battery on a uh, two-wheeler. <laughs> it was, was a one battery? Like, what are you talking about? It was a riot. Right? No, it was one great big battery, one honking big battery. But, um, yeah, that was a great investigation. Love it in there. Yeah, I still have the video you made of that for East Bridgewater's most haunted. Every yeah. so often when I need a laugh, I put it on. No. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> so, Colleen, you, you were yes. out recently. You were out at the um, the Hoosack Tunnel? Yes. Yes, I was. I was there with Jeff, who's actually in the chat room. He, oh, nice. I don't, he must have he's, a pseudonym, huh? Uh, he's the devil. Oh, he's the devil. <laughs> oh, he's Satan. Hi, Jeff. He's there. He's there. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we went down. Um, when did we get down? I, it, it's like a few weeks ago. I think it was yeah. like Two weeks November ago. 6th. Yeah. And uh, it was the most amazing drive. Great scenery. But oh, the, the tunnel itself is just absolutely tucked into this mountain. And you would think you're just going down a windy road, and it just it appears. Mm-hmm. Um, built in 1877, this leg of the tunnel, um, a lot of history, a lot of people dying during the building, certain areas of the tunnel were softer clay, um, and there was a lot of things collapsing. And mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, it was cool. When we got there, there was kind of smoke emanating from the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't sure if it actually was still um, a working tunnel at that time. Actually, isn't, 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 isn't that illegal to be in there? Isn't that right now? Um, I, I, I wouldn't. I, I really can't comment on that because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I can. <laughs> All it, it I is. know is when I was in there, it wasn't working because nothing was going by. Um, <laughs> but it was. Um, it, it was historic to be in there. Like you could see the way things were built back then by hand and chiseled by these workers, there's actual chisel marks in the inside of this tunnel where men spent days and days and years just trying to build this thing. It was it was pretty amazing. It was pretty cool. It was actually the original Big Dig. It, it, it was a huge right. project. It spent tons of money on building this tunnel. Yeah. And over 200 people died in it, too. So mm. there you go. It, so yeah. that, that could be a... Uh, a little, a little bit of, uh, <laughs> a yeah. little bit of EBP is coming out of there, I think. Yeah. 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 We got some, there was some cool things that happened. We heard, like, whistling. We heard men's voices. Um, so uh, we still are reviewing the audio on that as well. But uh, a few of the men heard clearly some voices and what they thought they heard. We're not going to say anything quite yet, but um, maybe it was a warning to us. We'll just say it that way, and, you know, if it comes through on the EVP when uh, we can prove it might have been a warning for us, then uh, we'll show it or, or, you know, play it out for everybody. But it was pretty cool to actually have that experience and to go check it out. And we played to go do it again, um, I think, the end of the month. But it was it was um, different. You don't think of going into a train tunnel as a location that might be a hot spot, but it seems pretty cool. Right. You know, it wouldn't be like you're talking like haunted house, <laughs> cemetery. You wouldn't think, oh, I'm going to go in a train tunnel. But because of the right. history and the death, it was pretty cool. 
I, I will have to warn you, though, that that tunnel is it's illegal to go in it, just to let you know. Really? Yep. Interesting. Mm. Yep. I hear about people going in there all the time. Yeah. I, in <laughs> fact, that's how we heard about it from other people that went, and they heard it from other people that Are went. You talking about the, oh, you're the talking about the one in North Adams, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Yep, that is absolutely illegal, too. It's an active uh, railroad tunnel. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, the one we went to wasn't in North Adams. Okay. Just that, yeah. That's it, Colleen. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's it, Colleen. The Hoosick Tunnel's actually, they say it's North yeah, Adams. Yeah, the, the branch that we were in wasn't exactly in that location, though. It was actually in Florida. It wasn't in North Adams. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, there's different branches of that tunnel. It's not just one straight through. Right. Uh, yeah, there's just different... We'll have to have uh, my friend Josh Mantello from uh, Berkshire Paranormal on to uh, clarify this and see what we're talking about one of these days. <laughs> but, yeah, but I, I do know that the, the main tunnel that, uh, uh, for instance, the Ghost of Edge uh, shot uh, show on is definitely an active tunnel, and, and uh, yeah. it is illegal to go in it without uh, permission. Well, a lot of people don't know that cemeteries are as well. Yes, they are, Ian, and that was actually going to be one of our topics for tonight. Is we were going to oh, really? talk about cemeteries, yes. Only cemeteries after dark. are illegal. Only after mm-hmm. dark. Uh, yes. Right. You have to get permission from your local police or town to be able to go into them at night. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Correct. I go but, which a lot of people don't know that. They just assume that, you know, since it's owned you know, maybe by a town that you can walk through at any time you want, and you actually cannot. Whereas the U.K., uh, the tunnels, I mean, the uh, cemeteries are considered as uh, public property, and it is not illegal to go into them at night. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I only yeah. want to be in there in the daytime when I can take pictures. <laughs> and she takes fabulous pictures, too, so. <laughs> well, thank um, you. Oh, you're very welcome. Um <laughs> But, um, yeah, I just, I didn't know that until I actually started, you know, becoming a, an investigator that it, you had to either ask, ask permission or you were not allowed after dusk, they say, to enter into a cemetery. And you're also, not, didn't know. you're also not supposed to be in, like, places like, um, like Fort Revere that are, are actually state, they're actually state parks. They're, right. they're run by the, anything by the DCR. You cannot be in after dark. So right. that's also a stretch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, hey. even public parks are like that. I think I went to a public park recently, and they said, you know, it was by the DCR, and it said nobody could enter after 9 p.m. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rules do bend a little bit here and there, I guess. But uh, they do. Try, yeah. try, try bending them on the Gettysburg battlefield. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't think that's going to bend too far. That's that. <laughs> That's going to be a fun place. Um, we're actually going there in March to do a uh, convention, Semenology 103. So I'm, I'm looking forward to being there because I've seen and heard so much about the Gettysburg, the battlefield, the Jenny Wade House, all the places down there. So I'm really looking forward to that. If you go down there, make sure you look up my uh, good friend Mark Nesbitt, who is Mr. Gettysburg. He knows written more books about Gettysburg than anyone else. Definitely, definitely will. I'm sure the convention. 
And he also runs the Ghost of Gettysburg Tours, and his headquarters is extremely haunted as well. But the battlefield that night is definitely off-limits. They do patrol it, and they will arrest you. Wow. They'll arrest you? They won't just toss you out? Oh, no. Oh, my. Because I think uh, how many people that are in this field wouldn't want to do that? They have probably tried. It probably gets overwhelming for them to just try to keep it in control. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's more of them. Here they are again. <laughs> it, it, it's just like any of the, I mean, for instance, the state hospitals up here. Most mm-hmm. state hospitals that are still around that haven't been torn down, they're all p- patrolled by police or private security, and they chase people out all the time. You just, you know, you got to know that you're not supposed to be in there, and hopefully you don't get arrested. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully people are smart enough to stay out and not go in without permission. That's the biggest thing because you don't know what you're going to run into where you could get hurt, whether it's from a chemical or from falling because the roof or the floor is unstable, and somebody will end up getting hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, an interesting thing, though, and I, I do want to bring this up. I mean, the ghost hunters do get a bad rap. Uh, but you know what? When you think about it, how many cemeteries are vandalized at night? And if there were ghost hunters there, that wouldn't happen. Right. That's right. Exactly. And, and we yet, respect they, them. Yep, we respect them. But not only that, they actually, you know, they look at us and say, we're the ones that are bringing these people to these places when we're not. We're going there to do whatever it is, whether it's an investigation or just take pictures. You know, we're, we're not going there to harm anything, and yet we're getting the rap, as in ghost hunters or paranormal researchers are getting the rap for destroying the cemeteries. Absolutely. Right. And that's but, wrong. Yeah. yeah. And that goes for anything. That goes for anything, as sneaking into, um, you know, for instance, like I said before, the, the old abandoned insane asylums and, and mental hospitals around the area. You know, yeah, there are people that are doing it. Some of them are ghost hunters, some of them aren't. But for the majority, we're getting the bad rap for it. Right. It's really interesting when uh, about two years ago when I went to sign with my uh, book agent, we went to Georgia, and we actually did an investigation down there, and one of the places that we went was one of the cemeteries, and we had the entire police force escort us, which was two guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, while we were there, they actually asked us to check out some graves of a couple of police officers that had died in the, in the line of duty, which was interesting. But but whatever, there was the, the whole story to this. But anyways, after we left the area, uh, someone uh, wrote uh, a very nasty letter saying how that we had desecrated the uh, cemetery because basically we're there at night. Oh, my God. Nice. So, See how they just assume that, though? And it's so crazy because I've done a cemetery in the Cape quite a few times, and I know the caretaker. I can call him. I can ring the group down there. Uh, he loves to meet with us and tell us the history of it. We actually go around and pick up the stones and, and pick up the trash. And he, He's actually thankful when we come by. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people that we we get a bad rap, but there's a lot of people that we deal with once they start to know us mm-hmm. and understand what we do and and whether they like it or respect it or they're just intrigued by it, understand that we're not out there to cause what people think we are. And that's what gets me frustrated because we're out there to respect 
and maybe try to find a little history or, or pick up an EVP, but we're not out there to push over headstones or do the crazy stuff that these people do, but we get blamed for other people's actions. Mm-hmm. So it bothers me a lot. It's just like you had said about, you know, getting, you know, having the police to take you in. We're actually talking with um, the state police in Rhode Island and the experts get into the lab school in Exeter, Rhode Island. I actually know one of the police officers on the force, and he's going to actually have to escort us in on the day that we are able to go in. But they're going to allow us where they haven't allowed other people in there because, and we try to tell people this, is because we're doing it the right way and going and getting permission. And yet there's still reports that you see all the time of kids breaking into that place. Yeah. It, so, it's hard to find a lot of good locations and, and, and do things the right way. Every time I've asked or emailed or inquired about a location, I always ask, and if they don't want to answer or get back to me, that's fine. At least I know I attempted to go through the right channels to go to a location. I would never just try to, like, go to a location and not ask. I've always, like, historical locations I ask or cemeteries that I go to. I call the caretakers or I find out who runs it or I talk to the police department. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for us in uh, this field mm-hmm. to be taken seriously a lot, and a lot of people, when they hear that you're, quote, a ghost hunter, automatically slam the door, and that's frustrating, too, because it's hard for us to do what we do and and, and better the field right. when we get certain terms slapped on us, you know what I mean? Mm, it's yeah. kind of hard to go out and investigate and get real evidence, and if you're somebody that's really driven by this field, that kind of stuff just seems like a big brick wall in front of you because some people just do the wrong things and say the wrong things. and yeah. It's typical. It's like it's in school, one ruins yeah. it for them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And it's so true. Right. It is yeah. so true. And that's what gets frustrating because when you try to do things the right way and go through the right channels mm-hmm. um, and you get the group that don't, that's what ruins it. for. I had, we had a location in Salem. We were about to go to this new location. I don't want to say what it was. And we were ready to get in the door, and another group came without permission and stormed the front lawn area of this location <laughs> to the point that the town closed down all investigators investigating anything and shut it down. Nice. You know, yeah. so, I mean, yeah, things like this are frustrating to deal with. But we'll move forward. We'll get evidence, and eventually... Hopefully we can uh, develop this field a little bit farther. We're not talking about the witch's house, are we? Um, it, actually, uh, we could be talking about something on those lines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. Mm. Um, it's one of the historical, you know, I don't want to finger point because that actual location was very, very nice to us up until the point where it, it got ruined by someone else. So I don't want to have to finger point the location because they were great. It was what happened to them by another, you know, organization that made it a little bit ugly. Yeah, I, I, yeah. my my, my uh, friend uh, Jeff Belandru, who works for the uh, Ghost Adventurers, actually had to go in front of the uh, uh, town council, the uh, city council in Salem, and get permission to shoot in the witch's house and. 
uh, he went through a lot of rigmarole for that. So he yeah, got... I actually, I know exactly what you're talking about because that's the same street that I was presented to go down. I had to sit through two or three town councils and board councils to even have it be brought up for them to even think about. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I know we are running out of time on this, so uh, a quick question for both yous, and that is, what's your favorite location uh, to investigate? Okay, Colleen. <laughs> My favorite location to investigate? Yeah. That's wow. really hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's yeah. That's like saying which which gift did you like the best? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't. Brian, what about you? Um, I'd have to say, and I think uh, my co-founder would agree. Probably the best place we've we've been, and the most evidence that we've gotten, and I love to go back every time is uh, Paul Devas State Hospital. Um, oh, yeah. We we've just, I mean, it's never a letdown of EVPs. Um, just walking in the tunnels, you'll be talking amongst yourselves, and you'll get EVPs coming out of nowhere telling you to go away, you don't belong there. Um, he actually got touched, and his hand got pushed down in the tunnels by something when we were doing our EVP session. Um, I mean, it's just it's, it's an amazing place. It's huge, eight miles of tunnels underground. Wow. It's just an enormous, enormous place. Okay. So, anyways, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation, and this has been a special episode of uh, Ghost Hunter Spotlight with John from NEPR and Colleen from Night Walkers. Yep, that is correct. I love that name. So, we, <laughs> we want to thank you. We want to thank you guys so much for coming on, and uh, we wish you the best of luck in uh, your future endeavors. Thanks thank for having for us. Coming up. Bye, now. bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow, that was cool. Yes. It's it's always great to talk with other people in the field who are doing what you're doing. Yeah. And, um, Nobody does know. what I do. Well, this is true. <laughs> At least but, they wouldn't be caught dead doing it. Um, <laughs> um, but that that is it's true. I mean, and, and the things that they talk about, we all face those same obstacles, I think. To some extent, right. Yeah. So I actually had a question I've been pondering, yeah. and I thought I would present it to you because you're pretty knowledgeable. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Shoot. if you were the Antichrist, would you know it? <laughs> I am the Antichrist. No. Would you know it? Would I know it? Yes. I don't think so. And why? Uh, I guess if you're just born, you know, if you believe if you believe in Re- Revelation, there's going to be an Antichrist, and and so this this person's going to be very charismatic and very charming, and he's going to deceive a lot of people. Uh, would he know that he was the Antichrist or not? Well, I guess if you put it that way. Uh, Perhaps he would. Well, let's make it simple of that. If you are evil, do you know that you are evil? I think so. Or is it just normal for you that you don't think it's evil? <laughs> Why are you asking this question? I'm interested. This is something I've been pondering all week. 
you have a lot of time in your hand? <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> or, or is it someone you know? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I mean, there are people who do really evil things. Uh, do they think they are doing evil, or I mean, or don't I, they? I guess. Um, I mean, some people might know, some people might not. I mean, if you're mentally that way, you might not think that you're evil, right? Uh-huh. But I hear heartbeats. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's good. It's running down. <laughs> well done. Anyways, that was a cool show. Those guys were pretty neat. That was yeah. uh, John from NEPR and uh, Colleen from uh, Nightwalker. Yes. That almost like, sounds like streetwalkers, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> Don't go there, right? Don't go there. Don't okay. Go there. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for coming and listening yeah. to us. So, tune in next week when we're going to find out why children see ghosts. All right. You know why? Why? I don't know. You have to tune in. Okay, we'll find out. Good night. God bless, everyone. Good night, everybody. From goalies to ghosties, long If you're